Welcome, everybody. If you were hoping to hear myself and two of my colleagues talk about politics on this fine Thursday afternoon, then you have come to the right place. Just stay tuned after this advertisement so that I can profit off you listening to my underdeveloped political views. Then let's get it and enjoy the podcast afterwards. I'll see you there. Uh, so we are joined by former uh, JSA chairman, Vin Fran. Heck yeah, and uh, and Connor Brooks, collegiate uh, collegiate pitcher for Olympic College. Yes, so so we're we're here today to talk about politics and uh, the twenty twenty election and how that's going to shake out. So first, I'll just ask, what is your? How do you think that the pandemic and the recent riots will affect the twenty twenty election? Oh, I can start off. I, I, my opinion is very polarized in especially the area we are in. And I think that, but that aside, I really think that the riots and everything that happening that is happening across every metropolitan across the nation, right? It's going to get all pinned on the president. Everything like no matter what he could, like there was, there was really nothing he could have done more. Right. Like, if people wanted more national security, which or, or calling like the federal like troops into the states, right? Everyone would have gotten pissed off. People hate that the, the national guard is already called in, and honestly, like outside of that step, I feel like there was nothing a president could have done differently. Well, I would say, Vin, I think that more the issue that people are taking with it is his rhetoric and seeming lack of empathy during a time like this. I mean, we see a 75-year-old former military personnel get shoved over by a police officer, and he's bleeding from a gash in the back of his head, and Donald Trump is saying he fell harder than he was pushed. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but that's—all those attacks— Against Donald Trump, Mr. Donald Trump, not Mr. President, and as like the president of the country. Like, in my opinion, like, like I, I see like the president and the person almost as two different like people. Like what he does as president and what he says on Twitter and what he's like everything he says and what he like does in his life, they're, they're different like at, like spheres to work with and he can say whatever he wants on twitter it's what he actually does as president that would i believe people should really vote for right and all that like aside people like i don't know i i don't think that i think that the 2020 election should be based on what he does as president and not as what like how he what he has said so you know what what if just Hypothetically, what if Donald Trump were to go on Twitter and say the N-word? That, well, I mean... That, I mean, I'm, is that separate? I mean, all, but, okay, honestly, he has said much worse things. Well... Yes, yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess not, like... Language. I mean, he's even... He's, I mean, during the whole 2016 election, there was everything about locker room talk, right? Like... And... Like... Honestly, I wouldn't. I like. I wouldn't even put it past him to start cussing on Twitter. Well, uh, he called out Jay Inslee earlier this morning. That I did see that. Uh, and Connor Jay Inslee clapped back a little bit. 
Yeah, it's good little good little banter that you love to see between the governor of your state and the president <laughs> of the states. You just yeah. Love it. yeah. <laughs> what are you thinking about the situation, C? I just think that, I mean, both sides have a point in what they're saying, but I think they're taking it more like they're taking more of it into a political like stance, like with liberal versus conservative. When it should, like for instance, Trump, I could see his point of being like take control of the city get look what's happening right and like and like look what's like look what's going down look what you're not doing and i think he did go over extensive in saying like i don't know exactly the words but like calling james lee or something like that or helling him out and also the mayor like taking it more into like a more of a political stance rather than it just a problem like a a humanitarian problem which it should be yeah and i think james lee did the same thing where he's got a point where it's like let like, like you can't threaten like t- the use of military on, on wa- people from Washington, which is totally true. But then again, he also like it wasn't like didn't he mention like go hide back in your bunkers or like that? I I hate I hate that argument. That that was that was the I stupid hate, part. Like yeah, I he should have cut argument. it off. He should have cut it off by saying don't threaten the army with Washingtonians because. That is a legitimate thing. You shouldn't threaten the army to right. like against right. people, U.S. citizens. But the fact that you're taking a low blow, go hide back in your bunker, like that's kind of stretching a little too much. So I think the idea of what they're trying to say, I can get that. But the fact that they're twisting it and put in turning it more a political like battle between a liberal versus conservative, rather than just being a humanitarian problem, which it should be, is the part uh, that's pissing me off. Right. I- I actually have to disagree with you there a little bit because I right. I personally think calling in the National Guard is the correct choice, which is very unpopular. But when I, like even when I'm seeing mm-hmm. like like probably one of the closest moments to anarchy our country has ever seen. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I, at least like post Civil War. Right. Like. Post Civil War, this is probably the most anarchy we have ever seen in our country. LA ninety two has some. I mean, but LA ninety two was on a smaller scale. It wasn't right. like well, right stuff like yeah, because because I was just in LA. Yeah, that, it wasn't nationwide happening in every single metropolitan in the country. Right, like rioting was happening everywhere. Literally, and the LA ninety two thing only happened for a week most. Exactly. For a week at most. And yeah, then it yeah died there off you go. And like, quickly. I mean, the rioting, I guess, only happened for, like, a weekend or so, right? But that's, like, True. even, like, but that's beside the point. Police stations were getting burned down. Right. Like, you look, mm-hmm. you look at pictures outside of S. Seattle PD, where we have zero connection whatsoever. Like, a, a police department that is halfway across the country of Minneapolis has zero connection to Minneapolis police that, that county right that department and mm-hmm. they're they're like totally boarded up they're like graffiti everywhere like you see like the sign that says like seattle police department is now written with like fu and just it's it's completely mm-hmm. anarchy there i don't see a di- like like when do you call in national security when national guard to come in and help these police because a lot of what I see, yes, there are lots of peaceful protests, but with peaceful protesting too, there was a lot aggressive. We are like throwing stuff at the cops. We're in their faces screaming F12. Like, and mm-hmm. they're like, 
like, like, you know, like departments and everything. Like, I don't know when else you would call a national security. I think that's the correct move where you need to protect the police to do the, to allow them to do their job at the best level and keep like the rioting down and like to keep all this like contained. Right. Well, and, I know. I, and, well, that's the part I'm, I'm agreeing with that part, Vin. I, like, I knew you said like, you disagree. That's the part I'm agreeing with. Just right. the part that I was disagreeing is the way that they worded their tweets where it's like okay. yeah, the point okay. that they're making are super are super clear. But the point that they're taking low blows at each other, obviously, for a political yeah. reason, is the is the part that I'm yeah. pissed off. Well, and I'm, I'm not surprised at all. I mean, we've known since 2015, probably earlier, that Donald Trump will attack people. And it doesn't surprise me from Jay Inslee's standpoint, because you know, since the pandemic started, he's been trying to get little sound bites on Donald Trump. So he yeah. can run for president. Yeah, so he can run this climate change campaign. Right, right, like, right. right. Like, climate change. Like, like, I, uh, I, I want to go back to what Connor was saying about sort of making making a horrible death and a really, in, quite frankly, an issue in this country of police brutality, politicizing that, which is what we've seen a lot, and making it... Yeah liberal versus conservatives i mean we've seen we've seen i'm not speaking for everything but we've seen a lot of people in a lot of these protests it's not even about the police brutality anymore they're saying well mm-hmm. this is what happens when yeah. you don't get universal yep. health care or fair mm-hmm. and it's into it's turned into a marxist revolution of sorts when right now we don't need socialism we need capitalism more than ever right now we need yeah. go 100 than ever and even to add to that point, I'm not going to – like even today on said person's Instagram, I'm not going to say who that person is, but I think you <laughs> both know who I'm talking about, where they're literally – where literally they're taking this and they're literally just putting up stats of Trump and like right. like bad yeah. thing, like like taking like select data without context and just spewing it out there and say how could you vote yeah. for him or like why are you conservative? You can't – like how could you be in this country and be conservative? Like, like every single point in history, they've been on the wrong side of things. Like that is yeah. not what should be happening. It, it should be exactly. Everyone unite. Everyone uniting against this police brutality, which is a humanitarian thing. And what you're doing when you're making this a political thing is you're actually separating the people, which is exactly the opposite of what should be happening. We should also be coming together to fight what's actually happening, not separating between liberal and conservative. I don't care who you are, whether you're liberal or conservative. This should not be a cons- this should not be a political thing where you are t- where you use this as an excuse to to try and convince people that the other side is crap and that your side's right. Like, that's the stupidest thing yeah. I've ever heard. And it's starting to piss me off to the point where it's like, I'm starting to block people on Instagram because they're <laughs> taking this into a political some, uh, thing. Some powerful words there from Connor at the end of the event. Vin probably doesn't know this, but we have to stop it every 10 minutes for so that the audio doesn't get choppy. But we will cut it off here, and I'll send you back a link. Connor's back in now. We are joined for segment two. Hopefully, Vin hops here in a second. But you, you ended that that last segment with some pretty powerful words. So, yeah. If you wanna, if you wanna take, if you had something you wanted to say to add on to that, now would be a good time. I think I wrapped it up. Or yeah, I think just to wrap it up, like a humanitarian thing should not turn into a political thing. That's just the main point of it. Right. And I, yeah, I, I think there's, there's a lot of truth to that. I mean, we all really, we all, and I think that pretty much everyone did rally around the um, horrible and just unjust murder of George Floyd. Mm-hmm. And we were seeing people rally around that, but there was a, 
now now it's seeming like our country is more divided than ever in some regards. But Vin's Vin's hopping back in here now. Yep. I, I wanted to address on some of the polls that have come out. Have Joe Biden leading by huge <laughs> <laughs> Oh God. Some polls have, you can say we saw this in 2016, but some polls have him up by 7%. At this time last year, or uh, four years ago, Hillary Clinton was only up by 1%. So, and the thing is, when you get events like the pandemic or the riots, neither of which are necessarily Trump's fault, obviously, but mm-hmm. uh, then again, you know, these types of things tend to rub off on an incumbent president. Mm-hmm. It's directly their fault. Yeah. I mean, oh, God. <laughs> That's hard. I, I and why the media had it so wrong that Trump, like they had the poll so wrong in 2016. A big thing was like, um, it was like almost like being embarrassed to say you were voting for Trump. Like mm-hmm. it was that like I it was that there where you had to fake, like you go on like you're you're talking to people or you go on like a CNN poll and say yeah of course I'm voting for Hillary right but then. Election day comes along and you're actually you actually like what Trump has to say, but like life is socially the ballot for Trump. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But like socially it's almost like like it's almost like not accepting like mm-hmm. that you're gonna vote for Donald Trump, right? Mm-hmm. I think now more than ever, that can be totally true. Like that yeah. can hold true, like stand true. And I don't know how that like that relates to the numbers back on election like going back going to election day, but I think that's a huge reason of why Trump actually just beat the media mm-hmm. in 2016 and why he's most likely going to do it again in 2020. Well, yeah. I, I think I, I think a lot of people that um, are, you know, moderately conservative, such as myself, um, are kind of just facing a dilemma in this election because, I, I mean, I personally just don't like Donald Trump. I don't think that he's a true conservative, and I can get into that later, but... Um, I just, I, his rhetoric gets too old. I think that he just tries to suppress anyone that disagrees with him. Um, and I just can't morally agree with him as a person. But on the other side, we have the democratic party, which is growing closer and closer to socialism every day, every day. Cause at first the thing was, well, you know, Joe Biden is, is the moderate candidate, right? He was the VP of the Obama administration. And that was a moderate that wasn't socialism that was a that was a moderate um administration and but now especially with the recent events we're seeing the democratic platform which especially the young people has resoundingly grown closer and closer to socialism are starting to push their demands on joe biden pushing these things like free college and uh universal health care systems and mm-hmm. joe biden might end up giving into that pressure especially when he appoints a vp um, odds are that VP might be a progressive like Elizabeth Warren or Kamala Harris. And then Joe yeah. Biden, he probably won't take his second term of presidency if he's reelected. So then his VP will become the president. So, again, I mean, I, I really dislike Trump. But at the same time, I mean, I'll probably be vote. I'll be voting libertarian because I really I dislike Trump for both political and personal reasons. But I think that is just too dangerous to vote for a Democrat right now with the growing wave of socialism. Yeah, that's fair. And this might be one like because Biden has already said out loud that he most likely would not be running for a second term. This is the like the first election I can remember in our short span of presidents in our lifetime that 
we are looking past 2020 and 2024. We're looking past that and looking into the future of what the White House is going to look like politically, right? Like, and I think that's a major. The the parties are so, like, they're they're on such opposite sides of the aisle, in almost every single major issue. They are so split, and now more than ever, it's like, we have to look at what we what we are looking for in next two presidents rather than just what is going to happen right now. Connor, did mm. you have any add to that? No, I think y'all summed it up perfectly. It just, yeah, it's just like, it's like, it's the same kind of thing where it's like 2016. It's like pick your poison. Like, it's like, you hate, you hate the policies and you hate the policies and like the narrative of what one candidate's doing, yet you hate like the personality and like the, 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 demeanor demeanor that the other person has it's like which one do you take do you take someone who who might like as a person might be a better person but like politically you're not gonna like under like you're not gonna agree with or someone who politically you're not gonna like agree with but not disagree with but you know the narrative of the person and the type of of rejection he gets in the media like it just it well pick your yeah a lot of Republicans have been speaking out against Trump now in large numbers saying they can't endorse him in 2020. And this is part of what um, scares me about, obviously not all Trump supporters, but mm-hmm. I, I think we all know that there is a a group of Trump supporters who would vote for Donald Trump and support Donald Trump life or death, no matter what he does or says. Yeah. Um, and these, these, you know, Trump says something's fake news. They all agree that it's fake news. But these Republicans that have been speaking out against Trump, now all of a sudden, all these people who are supposedly Republicans turn on them. I mean, you even saw when Trump was slandering John McCain a few years ago, everyone turns on John McCain. Now Mitt Romney, who eight years ago, I mean, class act guy, eight years ago, he was the face of the GOP. And now he says he's not team Trump. Man, and- he votes for him, against him in impeachment. Like, yeah. Right, but I mean, whether or not you think he should have been in peace, I respect that he did what he thought was right. Exactly. In Rather than, I think we need more of that in politics on both sides of it. Yeah. But if we're if if we're speaking to the policies of President Trump, I mean, just setting aside his his demeanor for a second, I would love to see him. I because I, I'm I'm you know small government like free markets. Um, traditional conservative moderate conservative but what i see with trump is that he's imposed all these tariffs with foreign countries especially china it's driving up consumer prices so it's essentially a tax on all of us that um everyday items cost more um his tax cuts actually made a lot of middle class citizens end up paying more in taxes which those middle class people are in my opinion the people that should be receiving the biggest tax cuts um, hardworking middle-class people. And he, uh, he's pulled out of free trade agreements with several countries. I would love to, and on top of that, we talk about small government. The federal deficit has ballooned, ballooned by about $3 trillion a year every year in the Trump administration. So, you know, I, I typically align with Republicans, but with Trump, he's not even 100%, um, in my eyes, a, a true conservative. Yeah, and what all everything you said was, yeah. I mean, personally, I've not looked at the numbers as in depth as you, so I'm not as prepared as you. But 
for the most part, what like I I also think that you're also comparing conservatism from the eighties to now, and I I I think I th- that's almost like like narrow viewed, so to speak. Like narrow conservatism back then and now is completely different, and I think that like on it like see in some regards can like want big government well, right I, and, and so many things is uh, conservatives want big government and other things they want small government and like liberals back then are completely different to liberals now in the way the parties are like so i mean it's a hard comparison to say he's not a true conservative i think that more or less like why he is president now and why i think he's going to continue to be president is how he speaks to the lower income people, lower income and middle class people, compared to Joe Biden, right? Um, I think people, I think, in like the way that the like mo- like other parts of the country see Trump is that he isn't he's never gonna make their li- he's not gonna change their life he's not gonna change their life life he's not gonna like put a you know he's not gonna like big government policies he would never do anything like that he would not change your life whereas someone on the democratic side would push for that and that would hinder their life much more than trump ever will right well i I mean you said you said that it's modern day conservatism has switched and the republican platform but i just i don't remember when it turned into you know only um bailouts for huge corporations and the you know top one percent yeah i just i still don't think that's what it is at heart yeah and yeah that's completely yeah i mean i might be wrong about this but i'm didn't fdr bail out the banks yeah wait wait i was in this like his first term he bailed out yeah. all the banks, and I'm pretty sure like J.P. Morgan like helped out with that in some twisted way or something like that. He like J.P. Morgan like yeah, he like saved Wall Street one like back in like the 20, 1920 or something like that. But, like, 30. yeah, man. Well, I I don't I, I don't I I don't know if he saved Wall Street. He certainly threw a lot of money at everything and prolonged the Great Depression by seven to ten years, but. Um, like you said about Trump and how he sort of addresses these people, I think a lot of the reasons why these people vote for him, like even though um, a lot of there was a video about a lot of Trump supporters who support Trump and then lost their health insurance when he um, really? made revisions to Obamacare. But I think part of the reason is that a lot of these a lot of these people and this isn't specifically um, speaking to Trump supporters, this is just in general that a lot of a lot of people are unhappy with their lives, whether they're um, a lower socioeconomic class or whatever it may be, and they want to blame whoever was in the government at that particular time. So then a guy comes in like Donald Trump saying, "This year is is all President Obama's fault, yeah. and I'm going to fix every mistake that Obama." Mm-hmm. I mean. Uh, obviously, I mean, yeah, obviously, not... he was never gonna do like the pre, the, like the seat of the president only gives so much power, right? You have to still go through Congress. You have to go through mm-hmm. every. You have to go through the whole process. Like mm-hmm. every president in history has like has made mm-hmm. millions of promises on what they want to do, 
but mm-hmm. none of it passes. None of it happens. And, oh, for yeah. sure not. I think, yeah, I, I think the thing that Trump was good at in 2016 was selling himself. Yeah. Like, for instance, he knows how he knows how to sell a brand, and that's the brand he tried to sell. Is that people were un, were unhappy with the Obama administration, especially people of middle to lower class, and they decided, hey. Like they're going to go for someone who's going to appeal more to the pe- hardworking people. And here comes Trump versus because looking at what Hillary was trying to what was trying to like provide was like what universal health care and free college versus Trump, who's like talking about more jobs, more type of thing that, that's going to pl- appeal more to the lower class. And that's and of course, Trump's not going to like going to go through all of his things. He just knew how to sell himself. And I still think he does know how to sell himself because there are so many people in that range that are still supporting him because of that hint that he has a better chance of making my life better as a lower to middle class than a person who's only who's focused more on climate change on healthcare and on free college rather than making more jobs for people of lower income yeah yeah i think that that um just about sums it up honestly yeah well i mean unless anyone has anything else to add i guess we'll just cut it off here and uh yeah, I think, I think we covered it all. Yeah, we're good. All right, well, I'll I'll, I'll see you guys next time something crazy happens. <laughs> Give it two days. Yeah. So there's the first ever political podcast on this channel. I hope that it wasn't too cringy and that it went somewhat all right. But if you have any thoughts on it or um, opinions or you disagree or you think any of us are jackasses, just feel free to let us know at the Here and There Sports Podcast Instagram or uh, just slide into Ethan Arl DM on Instagram. That's E-T-H-A-N-A-R-L-E-S. And I would love to talk to you about it. And I'm sure Connor and Vin would too, because we love to talk about stuff like this. And um, until then, just remember that the main thing is just be respectful of people no matter what. Um, And don't get too caught up in politics. I know I say that after just recording a 25-minute political recording. But at the end of the day, just enjoy life. Don't read too much into it. Just uh, make sure to have human decency to everybody and be kind to everybody. And God bless America.